0: It's a.m. in the morning, and I'm sitting all alone. Nighttime mm-hmm. man makes a shiver, I can feel it in my bones. Mm-hmm.
1: So Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back baby, to the podcast, episode 101. We have three, and I repeat, three weekly uploads in a row. Somebody get me a fucking award, please. That doesn't happen too often. How are you guys doing today? Joining me is absolutely nobody. Couldn't get a guest on for this week. You just ride in with me. So that means it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We're just going to talk about some of the players. Uh, trade that recently happened. Very, very small trade to help boost our bullpen. But you know, a trade is a trade to help get more people in here. If you guys like this content and ha- like having me bring on guests every now and again. More like every week. Because I don't really enjoy doing these. Solo, but you know you got to do what you got to do. So, if you guys do like this content, make sure to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube, Spotify. Never forget about you guys. Make sure you hit that follow button. I appreciate every single one of you who are joining with the Pesky Poll Podcast Nation. That being said, let's hop right into today's news. Not so much news today. We're just going to be talking more about individual players and their stats. And I got I got some opinions on people that we're going to get into. First of all, let's just go through the lineup. Connor Wong, he is at about a 232 batting average, 300 on base percentage. Connor Wong's one of those guys where I I could give or take him. You know, I believe, let me just check here. I forget how old he is. He is 27. So he's not even a young prospect anymore. He's 27 years old. It's not like we're waiting for him to really get to his prime. We kind of are. Average prime starts at about 28, 29, 30 years old. So we're still kind of waiting for him to get to that point. Catchers are never really known for their batting stats, though. 232, it's serviceable. I'll take it. I would much rather the Red Sox go out and trade for a guy like Tyler Stevenson from the Reds. But the Reds are actually doing good, so I'll have to think. Let me know in the comments somebody you would like the Red Sox to trade for in terms of a catcher. First base, Cassis. Doing his thing, still extremely young, so waiting on him to reach his prime. First official, or first full year, I believe, in the MLB, in the show. So we still got to wait for him. I'm not necessarily holding him to such a high standard yet. So 216 batting average, 329 on base percentage. Really does just get on base, draws walks, all the good stuff. Not so much of a hitter yet, but you know, he'll get there. How many home runs does my boy have? Eight home runs which is, I believe, third in the starting lineup right now. a third on the team. So, you know, I will take that, especially from a young guy like him. That's not the worst thing ever. Second base, Christian Arroyo, great utility guy, 256 average, 293 on base percentage, 408 slugging. Christian Arroyo is always going to be that utility go-to guy. You can always count on him to make sure he just gets on base, good fielding. He's going to do a little bit of everything for you. Kike, Here's my thing with Kike. His time here's done. Um maybe give him another year or two while you wait for while you wait for Meyer in the in the minor leagues, because Meyer's currently in double A, only 19 years old. The second, and I mean the second that Marcelo Meyer's called up to the big leagues, you let Kike Hernandez walk. You could sign him for another year-long contract after this. He is not a full-time shortstop. He's been playing so bad that he has recently been relegated to the bench or more of a second-base center field utility guy off the bench. If he's that for us where he's just a utility guy, hey, it's the middle of June. Jaron Duran needs a day off. Go play center field. I I might be okay with that, but in terms of him being an everyday guy, the, the time's done, man. The time is done. There's nothing else to say about that. Devers, a little bit of a down year for him making so much money. For him being the only real guy on our team that's making 20 million, in terms of our offense at least. uh, Screw Chris Sale for making $25 million and playing three games a year. Rafael Devers, 239 batting average, 302 on base percentage, 488 slugging. Especially with the 239 batting average, that's too low for Rafael Devers. I expect him to be a 270, 280 guy. So, you know, down year, but in reality i don't really mind just cuz this is not a competitive year for the team Masataki yoshida 307 batting average 377 on base percentage 479 slugging percentage that's what i expected rafael devers to be and for uh, yoshida to come in here and be a rookie of the year borderline all-star player i i can't really say much more you know this guy's awesome i i, I couldn't ask for anything more for this guy he's just amazing uh, who's next? Jaron Duran, once again, young, uh, young, I believe he's 26. Yeah, 26, about to be 27. 286 batting average, 344 on base percentage, 444 slugging. Couldn't ask more for him, especially after the borderline atrocities that he's had last year. He's really, really, really starting to turn around with this team and starting to actually make an impact. And I can legitimately see him as our starting center fielder. And center field is a position on the Red Sox that I tout highly between having Jacoby Ellsbury, uh, Johnny Damon, and Jackie Bradley Jr. Y'all already know my favorite baseball player in the league. Between those three guys running center field since 2003, I want to say Damon started, 2003. It sounds about right. Since about 2003, having those three guys run our center field, Jaron Duran could be the next guy up. I'm gonna say it. Jaron Duran could be the next guy in this Red Sox organization that takes this center field position and runs it for the next five to six years. Verdugo, shocking me. And he's on something, he's on I, I need to look this up on what this list is called. It's something like the relevant list. Let me give me two seconds to look it up. But in terms of Verdugo, he's Batting over 200, uh, over 300. Been playing absolutely awesome. Uh, let me see. Okay, ESPN, you're sending me a million and a half. No, ESPN would like to use your Bluetooth. Why the hell do you need to use my Bluetooth? Stop. <laughs> okay, I hate ESPN. Um, yeah, whatever the bereavement list is. Does anyone know what that is? Because I, I honestly don't. Let me look that up now because I want to make sure you guys know as much as I do. Uh what the hell? Um MLB roster's choir player who was put on the we let's say off the cross for a minimum of three days, but no more than seven. So I'm guessing it means that something happened uh paid leave in which um available to employ at the time of death or funeral of a member okay so that's what that means it means basically he's on leave from the team for a little bit because of family emergency what that family emergency is i have not the slightest clue nor do i want to really get into that but he's going to be gone for three seven days and he'll be back back in 300 and verdugo is one of those guys where i was like well He's at that point, he's 27 years old. He's gonna start wanting that big contract. How much do you pay Verdugo? In all honesty. How much how much is Verdugo worth? In my opinion, I don't really know. We'll we'll see. Uh $20 million a year. I'll say this. If Justin Turner's getting $10 million, Verdugo deserves $20 million. Would I be willing to pay him that? Not really, not so much, but once again. You're paying a 38 year old $10 million. You're going to pay a 27 year old $20 million. Speaking of the 38 year old Justin Turner, as our DH guy, 280 with a 358 on base percentage. Not really much for me to complain about. He's doing a job, which is what we need him to do. But he he's 38 years old. We don't we don't need him on the team. We really don't need to be wheeling out the retirement home. Uh, getting to the bench, these guys we'll just talk about a little bit because some of them i got more things to say than others. Rob Ruffstander, 269, 411 on, on base percentage. I love Rob Ruffstander. He's going to be on this team for the next two years, hopefully, until he's 34, 35 years old. He'll be kicking ass taking names you already know. Uh, Reese McGuire, I wish he was off this team. Emmanuel Valdez, uh, 234, 280 on base percentage. For a 24-year-old off the bench, I'll take it. Uh, Rymel Tapia, weird. I don't really know what to think about him, but 264 and a 333 on base percentage, 29 years old. Mm. I is he still on the team? I don't actually know if he's still on the team. He's on the Brewers now, that's why I was confused about it. Yeah, he's on the Brewers. Uh, Adam Duvall finally back from injury at 34 years old, though. Uh, 284 with a 369 on base percentage. I'm more than fine with that. I think he could be our starting. Honestly, I think our outfield is locked up. I think just split time between him and Justin Turner, and I know he could play first base, so when Tristan Kansas, as of right now, ain't doing too well. Just let Duval run uh, run the first base. I mean, it's not like this team is out of the playoffs, which we'll get to in a minute, but, you know, Pablo Reyes been doing his thing since he's been called up. Uh, 300 batting average. Small sample size, but still good. Yu Chang, 60 AL, same thing. I could take it or leave it. Bobby Dahlbeck, we'll get to later, but just his numbers now. 182, 308 on-base percentage. And then David Hamilton, our newest um, our newest guy, 25 years old, only played about three games. We'll talk about him in a couple minutes, too. All right, let's get over to the pitching. Tanner Houck, our true ace for a while until Bayo gets to that point. Uh, 505 ERA. Not great. Three and six record. Bayo, five and four record with a 327 ERA. I love that. 37 year old Corey Kluber, who's now on the 15 day IL, 704 ERA with a record of three and six. Garrett Whitlock, my boy, should be a closer, but you know, I'll take as long as he's on the Red Sox, I can't really complain. Four and two record, 4.5 ERA. We'd want the ERA to be a little bit lower, but you know, We'll, we'll take that, and then James Paxton ain't doing too bad at 34 years old, three and one record with a 3.29 ERA. Our our bullpen is actually where things start to get interesting. That's all I'll say. Uh Kenley Jansen, 2.81 ERA. Uh, how many saves you got? 16 saves doesn't tell me blown saves because Baseball Reference is sensitive to people's feelings. Josh Winkowski, the boy that was worth it for the Andrew Benintendi trade I will say it 25 years old 2.34 ERA kicking ass even got two saves in there with 42 innings pitched it's not it's not a small sample size 37 year old Chris Martin with a 1.9 ERA 23 innings still doing his thing Ryan Brazier screw that guy with a 7.29 ERA uh Nick Pavetta it's it's time get get him out of here it's time 508 ERA 4 and 4 record He's just a mix between a long reliever and a starter. He has no real place in here being 30. It's not like we're waiting for him to get into his prime. Just get him out of here. It's not really worth it. Uh, let's see. Any other notable names? Um, Not really any notable names, just guys we've thrown in and out played, you know, seven innings here, six innings here, four innings here. Pablo Reyes pitched an inning. Cause why the hell not, you know, but in terms of just those main guys between Jansen Witkowski, Martin and, um, Pavetta. Oh, don't forget about my boy, John Schreber. I almost forgot about my boy. He's on the 68-day IL right now, but 2.2 ERA, 17 innings pitched. Hopefully when he comes back, he's going to kick ass, take names. You already know. John Schreiber, legend, going to save our bullpen. But with a mix of those guys, Kinley Jansen is too old. Chris Martin is too old. Brazier, screw that guy. But between schrieber being 29, Minkowski being 25, Whitlock being 27, and Bayo and Hauk being 24 and 27 respectively. This this pitching core has the pieces. You need to just get pieces around there. Notice I did not talk about Chris Sale in the slightest. There's a reason for that, mainly because he sucks and he's injured all the freaking time. Speaking of the bullpen, though, we did get a trade yesterday from the Dodgers, which we don't really – actually, we trade with the Dodgers a ton. I'd love for us to trade with the Dodgers less, but gee, you got to do what you got to do, right? The Red Sox have added to their bullpen mix, acquiring right-handed reliever Taylor Scott from the Los Angeles Dodgers in in exchange for cast considerations. Uh, Scott is 31 years old, um, and he's just spent time all over, played in Japan for a little bit, Uh, looking at his stats for this year, uh, small sample size, a 9 ERA, 6 innings pitched, uh, giving up six earned runs, no homers, didn't walk anyone, WHIP of 1.6, not great. Hit per nine of nine. It, it's it's not great for now, but it's such a small sample size that that could be turned around with literally one start. And he's been he's been around the league. Like he's been with Baltimore for a little bit, Uh Seattle to start off his career, or yeah, Seattle to start off his career. Then went to Baltimore. Then three years out of the MLB came back was with the Padres last year six seven five ERA he, he he has bad numbers don't get me wrong Taylor Scott bad numbers but all of it is in a small sample size the only time he really had a big sample size was in uh, was in really Baltimore where he sucked but that was 2018 Baltimore 2019 Baltimore I apologize and can you name me anything good that happened out of 2019 Baltimore Orioles or just Baltimore in general. Let alone, I, I can't. I can't think of anything. The Ravens sucked that year. The Orioles sucked. You know, you can't really blame them for that. If if you bring them in here, I say, my opinion with Taylor Scott, you get him in here. Give him two weeks. Give him as many innings as humanly possible in two weeks. Because especially for the next two weeks, we don't really have that much. Uh, I was planning on getting on this a little bit later. But in terms of the next two weeks, our schedule. Uh two more against the White Sox, including today, away. Uh three game series at home against the Marlins, four uh three-game series away against the Blue Jays, three-game series um at home versus the Rangers, and then three-game series at home versus the Athletics. In terms of that, that's a mixed schedule, right? Really mixed bag. Let's let's just do I was gonna wait for this till the end, but let's do my predictions now. The two against the White Sox, I say we split. Uh, the three against the Marlins, I say we win two. Against the Blue Jays, I say we win one. Against the Rangers, I say we win two. Against the Red, uh, against the Athletics, we better sweep. In terms of that, we're going to keep over a 500 record with that schedule. With Taylor Scott, I say you just throw him in here and just see what he can do. If he bombs, then you'll know what you got with him. And all you traded is cash. You didn't give up any minor league players. All you gave is cash considerations. Right. And let me let me look at his contract right now. I don't think he's making a lot. Uh contract. One year seven hundred twenty thousand dollars guaranteed. That's all you gave up for him. In my opinion, you give him two, three weeks. Until the end of the athletic series, you let him pitch as much as humanly possible, as much as his arm can handle, and you see what his ERA is. You see what his advanced numbers are. If they're good, you let him go with these guys like Jansen and Winkowski. And you, you possibly let him replace Pavetta. In terms of, if it doesn't work, DFA. It's it's not going it, to, we didn't give up anything to get him. Life is fine. But just want to let you guys know about that little Piece of it, he's not not terrible, not great. He is thirty one years old. Like I said, you know, there's there's nothing else really, really about him. He barely has any service time, you know, and he still has a renewable contract, so you can keep signing him if it works out. It's it's a low risk, high reward kind of thing. Let's say he does work out. Relievers are so touchy feely that you never know. Let's say he works out. He gets an under three ERA for the rest of the year. Really becomes a setup man. Let's, let's just throw that out there. Best case scenario. You sign him to a two year, $1.5 million deal because his contract's too renewable. He has such little service time. You know, there's, there's, you, you really can't go wrong here. Worst case scenario, you DFA, you release him. The last or er, second to last thing we got to talk about is my boy, Bobby Dalbeck. He has been quoted saying that he wants to be here. Uh, he explained that he's currently doing everything he can to help the Red Sox organization and would prefer to remain here, but understands that his trade is likely best for both parties quote from him, but, ke- but eyes on the big picture. I don't know if there's necessarily a lane for meaningful opportunity for me with the Red Sox right now. So just trying to be consistent down here. This is when he was with Busta. And if that happens, it happens. I can't control that. I can't go make a call or call someone and say, hey, I need to get out of here, or anything like that. Uh, it's just not how it works. I don't have that power. So I'm going to continue to try and be the best version of myself down here, and to be the best version of myself down here, and be a part of whatever team I'm on, which is Worcester right now. Bobby Dahlbeck. Like I said, batting 180 in the major leagues this year. Bobby Dahlbeck is the definition of a quadruple-A player unless you throw him in a really small market. Same with Michael Chavis. Michael Chavis wasn't really anything with this team until we traded him. Then he went to Pittsburgh, and he was a little bit better. I say if you trade this guy and you throw him on a team like the Kansas City Royals, the Oakland Athletics. I mean, let's let's be honest right now. okay? The Oakland Athletics, they're starting first base right now Seth Brown. Seth Brown is a very, very good player. He's one of the few shining spots on that Oakland Athletics team. But if I were the Oakland Athletics right now and I were to hear 26-year-old Bobby Dahlbeck is on the trade block, and it's not gonna cost much to go get him, I'm willing to throw my left testicle at him. Give him a shot. You know, you've you've seen what other players who have sucked with Boston have gone to do with other small markets. And that's the thing with me, is just like there are players out there that thrive in the minor leagues of of big markets. Why? Because it's so much smaller. The media is less. There is so much less. Pressure on them to deliver. That is why you see guys like a Sonny Gray, like an Andrew Benintendi, like an Aroldis Chapman, like anyone who basically leaves the Red Sox or Yankees, goes and flourishes, who is not a superstar. They go out and they absolutely flourish because they don't have the media and the fans breathing on their neck every second of the day. I love Boston. I will be a Red Sox lifer. Till the day they put me six feet under. Even, even even in the time when I'm dead and I'm still above ground. I will still be a Red Sox lifer. Okay. That will never ever change. My loyalty is with Boston through and through. But the fans and the media here. Make it so you need a specific type of player. Here to play. You either need a player who can come in here and deliver. On every night. So that the media and the fans stay on their good side. Uh, you either need a superstar player. So even if they go through a cold spell. The su- The media. And the fan, uh, especially the fans, not switch so media, are gonna love them day in and day out, or you need a guy kind of with a Garrett Whitlock attitude who just does not give a fuck about what you think about them, which that works too, you know? That works just as well. You need that kind of player. Bobby Dalbeck isn't that kind of player, it shows in his numbers, it showed in Andrew Benatendi's numbers slowly declining before he left, right? Andrew Benatendi started out amazing with the Red Sox, won the World Series in 2018 borderline rookie of the year but then through 2019 2020 2021 just rapid decline and yes you can you could say oh it was a small sample size injury benitendi was batting less than 100 in his last year with the red sox not much i could say about that needed to be traded and we got back a good haul between um franchi cordero who we don't talk about because he's actually doing decent now with the yankees french cordero was a bust i understand that but josh winkowski And I told you, go back and look. I believe it was somewhere in between episode 65 and episode 70. We were talking about the Andrew Benintendi trade. It happened. So with the Andrew Benintendi trade, um, Adam and I were recording an episode. And I was saying how much Andrew Benintendi needed to be traded. We end the episode, cut off. I go and edit the episode. It starts exporting on my laptop. About 20 minutes later, I'm upstairs in my college, um, college dorm lounge. And I, was relaxed and I see breaking Andrew Benich and he traded to the Royals and I lost my shit. I'm like, Adam, we got we gotta record right now. Nope. Screw it. Screw everything we just we just did. We had to re-record the entire freaking episode, which is awesome. But it, it and then Andrew Benatani went to Kansas City and he flourished. Then he went to New York and was mid. And then he went to Chicago. And let me just make sure I'm not bullshitting you guys here, but I believe his Chicago White Sox numbers have been decent. Uh, Andrew Benetendi Stats. Let's see. And obviously, he's raking against the freaking Red Sox right now. But, you know, that always happens. When people come back to the Boston, 275 average, 707 on base percentage, right? And if we look at his numbers overall, and I go down here, and we look with the Red Sox, right? 295, 271, 290, all very good. 266 starting to get down there, and then we just spiral at 103, right? Then with the Royals, uh, 276 and 304, or with 320 with the Royals, by the way, in 2022 before he got traded to the Yankees, and all of a sudden dropped down from 320, right, in 93 games to 254 with the Yankees. It's a spiral. Angel Benintendi. Now, don't get me wrong, 254 isn't terrible, but it's nowhere near the 320 all-star numbers he was putting up in a small market. Then bring him back to the White Sox, another small market, he's back up to 275. It's it's that way for some players. You know, look at Aroldis Chapman, look at Sonny Gray. It it, it getting back to Bobby Dalback, it's gonna be the same with him. You trade him to an Oakland Athletics, to a Kansas City Royals, he will flourish. Can't really with the Royals because they have any Pasquantino. They don't need a first baseman. The Athletics could take anything and everything that they that they can. They're, they have Seth Brown. Yes, Seth, Seth Brown's thirty-two. I would rather have I would rather have a twenty-six-year-old Bobby Dalbec than a thirty-two-year-old Seth Brown. I think Dobby, uh, Bobby Bobby Dalbec will go over to Oakland and will flourish. And expect to see him traded at the trade deadline. As much as I love Bobby Dalbec he just wasn't the answer. And we've been having that struggle at first base for years now. Really you could you could make an argument for ever since Poppy left. We've been having that struggle at first base. It's just been a carousel of random dudes coming in and out, which sucks, but we we we've been we've been blessed as Red Sox fans. Last person I want to talk about, David Hamilton. Look out for this guy. Just made his um, has only played three games with the Red Sox, has taken over that starting shortstop role, 25 years old in the minor leagues, 254, 31 home runs, 110 RBIs with an OPS of 765, with 149 stolen bases. 149. This dude is a base stealing machine from the numbers that I can see. I mean, with um when he was in double A with Portland. He had 116 hits with 12 homers and 70 stolen bases. I believe he set the record in 2022 for uh, most stolen bases. That was in one year, by the way. Just one year. 70 stolen bases on the Portland Sea Dogs. And so far, um, had 30, uh, 53 hits with the Pawtucket or Pawtucket with Worcester um and then 27 stolen bases this dude is just a base stealing machine honestly i don't mind my starting shortstop to be a great fielder if he can bat above 230 i'm happy 230 batting average 50 stolen 40 stolen bases Is, is that too far out of the question this late in the year possibly but give him a full year is 40 45 stolen bases out of the question i don't think so worst case scenario you bring him up in here and you you sign or Trevor Story comes back. He becomes a full-time starting shortstop. You let this guy just be not so much utility guy, but once a week kind of guy. Let him come in and be a pinch runner. We'll get us so many steals. Watch out for this guy. I am so excited to see what he can do. Like I said, he's only 25. Only 25 years old still has a mound of potential to reach. With that being said, I would talk about the Celtics trade but I'm way too sad over it we'll talk about it more next week when I get Adam in here so um just just know Marcus Smart was my favorite player did we win the trade on paper yes we lost the trade in our hearts that's all I'm gonna say about that we'll talk a little bit more about that with Adam when he comes in a little bit of football a little bit of baseball a little bit of basketball you already know so make sure you stick around for next week Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. You guys are awesome. A little bit of a schedule update. Uh, Next week is probably going to be with Adam. Maybe, um, yeah, probably just Adam. The next week is probably, it's going to be a pre-recorded thing. Um, So I'm leaving on Sunday, July 2nd. i got to spend some time with my family for the 4th of July. You know, one of my favorite holidays of the year. I got to go home, spend it with my family. My stepdad and my grandfather's birthdays are coming up. So I want to make sure I'm home for a week just to be able to spend some quality time with my family. You know, living 2,000 miles away, it's pretty hard. So I got to make sure I do that at least twice a year. For that week, go home, see my family. Uh, I'm going to be there from the 2nd through the 7th. So you guys will get an episode next week on July 1st, I want to say. The night of July 1st, yes. The 8th, we're either going to take... Actually, I might be home for that. TBD on July eighth, and then the fifteenth. So realistically, you can you can think um, every Saturday night you'll receive an episode. That's kind of going to be the timetable for now. Saturday nights. That being said, once again, God bless you guys. Thank you so much. I will see you guys next week. Peace. Well, I just want to feel, feel free, and yeah, I just want to be, be me,
0: yeah, I just want to go so crazy, I just want to be free, yeah, I just want yeah, to rise to the top, yeah, I just want to go reach the peak zone, I've been really well focused on success, hey, y'all won't see, yeah, you won't see that I will get it, cause I'm really focused, man, I make it with a weapon, I just follow my path, I just follow my passion, you know to I me, mean? this is what's precious, yeah, in my soul, man, I can feel it, so every single freshman, I just gotta go and kill it, man, I gotta be the kid, I could be the guy taking you out, could be I'm not gonna be the villain, but that is okay. Lately I'm painting my path for my way, yeah. I got no time that I can waste, so I've been sitting in this space, yeah. Making life like you did, man. And you know that I go insane, yeah. I hate you with the bullets to the brain. Let us stop first, We're going to go in this train. we be the best, best, yeah, we be the best, whoa, yeah, we be the best, best, ah, uh, we be the best, hey, yeah, we be the best, best, hey, we be the best, yo, you wanna come from a test, whoa, you wanna be me the best, hey, you don't see that with a basket, so I suggest you never really come and test it, but at a wife, I will smack your face like Michael Swin the dust with a ball in the basket, oh damn kid, but you damn the crack it, you never really thought that this could just happen, but now already come on and we put out with the action, the just people the feed, don't stay, don't get it like,